Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Max Storm Coaching Podcast. I am Maxwell Storm, and I appreciate you spending your time with us today. If you are new to the show, I welcome you and encourage you to subscribe and now go on back and listen to some of our previous episodes. I don't want you to miss any of the new ones, but also if you get some time, go on back and listen to some of our previous shows where we cover a lot of great information. If you are a current subscriber and have been keeping up with the show, I thank you, welcome you, and say hi, and I appreciate you spending time with us. It's uh, very much appreciated. Um, In our past episodes, I spoke a few times about really bringing on some of our consultants, some of the practitioners, some of our coaches that are out in the field helping personal trainers, fitness experts, and people like yourselves that are listening that help not only to build your business, but keep those clients and run your business the correct way, bring in new clients, um, bring in uh, team members, different ways of doing that, uh, going out and finding facilities. I mean, we cover a lot of ground, but the great part about it is our team members are so good at what they do that I wanted to start bringing them on and really go over some other ways of thinking, not just the way that I think. I want to get some different perspectives for you so that maybe you'll connect. Maybe you'll have a different perspective after listening to some of our coaches, some of our team members. So I wanted to bring on Ashley Mazurk, who is a nationally recognized holistic corrective exercise coach. She's a nutrition lifestyle expert. She's been in the health and fitness industry since 1990. Uh, She's an entrepreneur. She's a business owner. She's owned several facilities. Um, And the great part about it is is that uh, she has traveled the country. She's traveled the world teaching at conferences, doing certifications. So she has that really solid background to help all of you listeners, no matter what the question is, no matter what the question or problem that you're having, um, I think that Ashley will be great to be able to help you. I think she's going to give you a new perspective. She's going to give you new information, some great stuff. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Ashley, and I welcome her, and I thank you for listening. And here is Ashley Missouri. Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to Max Storm Coaching. This is Ashley Mazurik. Today, I wanted to talk about uh, and preface preface some of the um, interviews we're going to be having coming up, and it's going to be in regards to pricing and the best way to price your services. But to start out, I want to talk about something that uh, has to do with giving you confidence towards developing your own price structure. And one of the most important things is making sure that you have confidence And when you do choose to raise your prices, that that will become something that's very easy and it's something that your clients won't have any disdain towards or pause. They'll welcome it and you won't have any issues with it. And also a part of creating this podcast was because I have... I own my own facility for eight years, so I, I have some experience with hiring trainers, uh, practitioners, and I also am in constant communication with owners of their own studios and the issues they have with trying to hire really good people. And 
the items that I'm going to go over may seem very mundane, like check, check, check. I do all those things, but it's still something I want to reiterate. And I want you to check and make sure that you are fulfilling and you're on your game with these things because they do make a very, um, a very interest, interesting point to uh, giving someone confidence when it comes to raising their rates. I know when it came time for me to raise my rates, it becomes, yes, a psychological issue of whether or not my value is worth the rate that I want to charge. And it is a very independent personal decision that you make. And if, if, we, if we talk about, at least from my own experience, what what I needed to do to fulfill my own worthiness uh, to raise my rates, I had to feel like I was confident in doing those things before I could actually go through and do that. And let me just, let me add that when you did do raise your rates, don't let it, don't try not to go into this with an instantaneous rate raise with clients because in the past I've noticed clients don't like that. Uh, Give them a letter, give them notice, say in 30 days, say in 60 days, my rates are going to be raised to sets and shuts and such, such and such. um, So that they're aware of that. And then they have 30 days to make that decision and know that it's quite possible they might leave. But again, that is okay. You, if you're with a client that you're not getting the value in training that client, how are you going to feel training them if you don't feel like there's an equal energy exchange? And again, I go back to an energy exchange. If you're putting a lot of work and effort and energy into your sessions and you've done a lot of great educating and they're still paying you a rate that you were charging them two or three years ago with all this education, with all this expertise and experience that you've accumulated, then I I do feel like you're worth that. And you have to feel that way too. But again, this has to be a personal individual decision. Now, number one, again, this goes back to several conversations that I've had with business owners. Um, It's conversations that I've had with students because I'm an educator, because I'm a faculty member, and I talk to students and I talk a lot to trainers that have their own facilities. These are some main key points that they complain about or struggle with in their business to find really good people. Number one, if you're a practitioner or a trainer, make sure that you have professional dress. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be wear pleated pants and collared shirts all the time. My God, that was one of the things that I couldn't wait to own my own facility because I was so sick and tired of wearing black on black. But I, but I, I want to stress here that you look professional, that you actually look the part. And I say that because I also work out in a gym and I, there, that gym has trainers and it's always amazing for me to see trainers coming in. Their hair isn't brushed. They put a, just a ball cap on at the last five minutes. Um, their pants are too big. Their shirt's way too big. I wouldn't be able to see whether or not they had the physique that I wanted or not based off of the bulky baggy clothing that they're wearing. Now remember, clients want to look like you, whether they confess that or not. At least my experience, lots of clients will say, well, I, I want to look how you look. And so your walking marketing slash advertising unit for your business 
Secondly, make sure you have your own workout routine. Make sure that if you're training people with exercise, that you also exercise. I know that sounds really stupid. And, and I say that and I also like, well, what? Of course they work out. That's why they got in this business. Um, yes. And maybe no. Um, the, my point here is, you know, I just got teach through teaching a class and part of the Part of me saying this is when we were going over program design, the ability to ascend and descend exercises for the, the, the minute that you have that client, there are lots of physiological changes that go on with that client since your assessment. So in a split second, maybe they had a very low physiological coming in, but when they they came in for their assessment, but when they come in that particular day, their physiological load might be very high. And so you need to have enough exercises in your toolbox to distinguish where you can ascend or where you can descend to fit that client at that particular moment so that they leave there feeling great, so that they leave there feeling like they got their money's worth. At the end of the day, Price really doesn't mean that much. It's the value that represents. So if somebody perceives a good value, then they will pay the price. But if they don't feel like they're getting their values worth in the price that you're charging, then they'll eventually leave you. I also want to talk about, you know, knowing your exercise, yes, but also being aware that you know, over-exercising and exercising every day to the point where it's, it's bringing your vitality down is not a good idea. So we as trainers teach that. We teach balance. And so it's not about, yes, you have to exercise seven days a week. Yes, you have to exercise five days a week. It all depends on, the, on bringing the person's vitality to its optimal position so that they feel great. So yes, it is important that we exercise. It's also important that we preach balance. It's also important that we preach that when you're tired, you rest, that not so much working out all the time is beneficial. There's such thing as working in and creating that, that vitality force, that energy that we get from working in. Next, it's to eat right. You know, as as trainers, we are we are the models. So we represent what we want our clients to do. So if we if we're teaching something, let me give you an example. If we're teaching someone that coffee doesn't necessarily serve them because they're in adrenal exhaustion, how can we necessarily teach what we don't have? In other words, It took me seven years to get off a coffee. I could not teach someone to get off coffee if I had not gone through that struggle myself. So it's important to preach what you've already done. Uh, you You can't preach mental emotional stability if you don't have it yourself. So the the point here is be a representation. So Eating right for yourself is very important for you to teach that. And at the end of the day, practitioners, trainers, that's what we do. We, we teach optimal health. And if we don't have optimal health, if we're not striving it for ourselves individually, how can we necessarily teach that? So it's a journey within ourselves. And obviously clients, the clients that come to us are mirrors of ourselves. So what we're, they meet, they, to me, my clients very much mirror me. And they oftentimes are clients that what I've achieved in my own past 
it is now them and their time to reach what I've already succeeded at, which I'm greatly um, appreciative of that because I have the tools to be successful for them. Next would be to educate, 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 constantly be raising the bar for yourself. You know, part of my purpose of doing this podcast is I would love for our industry of fitness professionals to be much higher than it is. I, 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 I want us to, to hold this value of what we do very high. And the purpose behind doing that is education so that we continually be better. I feel like the, the amount of clients to, in today's society, their health is greatly diminishing for a lot of reasons. And the more education we get, can get to help them, the more clients that you can help, which actually is a really good idea if you're looking and searching for more um, clients. And behind that, I know that it wasn't until I started really educating myself that I got the confidence in myself to work with clients, to ask for a, a pay raise, to ask for the money that I was that I was charging my clients. It's all about confidence. And I guarantee that if you can educate yourself and become more in tune to the body and how it works and the physiological mechanisms behind being dysfunctional in the physical form, or for that matter, the mental, emotional, spiritual, then you will be able to coach pretty much anyone that walks in that door. But I will also say on that note, if there's a client that you aren't getting results with, that aren't walking out of your door feeling confident that you are the right trainer, then I, then I would highly recommend that you don't go into a fear state and hold on to them even though you don't have the expertise to help and coach them. So I'm, so I'm suggesting refer out. Refer out. Refer out means find a referral system that you can use and the law of reciprocity will be prosperous for you. So to the degree that you refer to somebody in your referral network, I promise you that in time, they will also then refer to you. And it is a win-win. Next, be authentic. Um, when I say be authentic, I mean, and, and this is a personal uh, story for myself, uh, lots of my clients in the past used to think that, oh, I'm so perfect. And I'm not saying that we have to lie to our clients or allow them to perceive that we're the perfect person. Um, there's nothing wrong with allowing them to believe that we struggle too. It's hard to get in the gym as much as we need. It's hard to eat right. It's hard to, to deal with our addictions. And that's important that we're being real and that we're being authentic. At the same time, here's another note. Be very careful about talking too much about yourself. And again, this is an old, old, old um, thing that I used to talk to my trainers about when I would be walking around and listening to them. I would always constantly take a side after the session and say, be careful to, the, the session is really not about you. It's not about your life. It's more about the client. And that's why they're coming to you. Now, if they ask you, how was your weekend? Nothing wrong with saying how your weekend is. I'm just merely talking about for the whole 45 minutes, are you talking about you? When really we're there to service them and their needs and to talk about them. Okay, because that's kind of, sometimes we end up being 
um, a rent-a-friend. Uh, they may want initially come to us to get out of pain. They may initially come to us to have accountability. Sometimes they're coming us so that that we're ear, uh, a voice, um, some that somebody that they can bounce their issues and problems off. And that's a very healing for people to have that sounding board where they can just expel their problems without any judgment. And that's also difficult too, is that we can maintain a sense of support, integrity, integrity, and trust by not judging them. And, you know, if they ask for solutions, we can offer to, to the degree that we know how to best offer that solution. But my suggestion would be to be very non-judgmental when we do that. Um, these are a little bit layman, um, but I would suggest also, and, and I, I hate to say that I have seen this, is I wouldn't suggest texting while you're training someone. I wouldn't suggest taking a call from someone else when someone is paying for your time to be with them. That may sound really stupid for me to suggest, but believe it or not, it happens, and I've seen it more than once. Um, also, I was just having this conversation with a, a gym owner the other day. I was asking about a, a trainer that used to work at a gym and was asking about the status. And he said that he had to fire her. And I asked why. And he said, because she was always late. Mm. Uh, to me, that goes without saying, but I guess not. So if you're offering your service, and one of the things that we're offering is our time, we have to be there on time. We have to be accountable and responsible for being at least five or 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a half hour before our client arrives so that we can be ready, that we can have our notes. We can go through our notes from the last session. We can plan the workout. We can, all, we can look at the workout that we've already planned and see that it fits from what our what our interpretation is of what we feel they might need from last session to this session. Now, I'm not saying that might change because they could walk in the door with a lot of stressors that would potentially change that workout. And like I said before, if we're on our game, if we work out regularly and we know our exercises and we know many, 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 many multiple ascensions and descensions of exercises, then we know which exercise that we can use to help that client in the current situation that they're in. Very, very important. You know, the average person does about 10 to 12 exercises. And that's kind of hard to believe, but it's probably very true and it's something to think about. But we as experts, we as people that are hired, we're hired to know many, many exercises and beyond that to help our clients. And there are a thousand different variations to one exercise. Uh, and, you know, if you if you are in a situation where you are late and things do happen, I will I will say um, there there are uh, incidents with traffic and jams and and accidents and so forth. What I've done in the past and I've recommended um, to trainers that have worked for me is to make it so that it's not. Uh, a issue of conflict or an issue of tension and that to make our clients happy, you can comp the session. You can say, and, and again, this has happened to me once, but I, I, I made up for it by saying, 
Your next session is free because of this. Now, they may say, no, don't worry about it. But for me, for it was all about me feeling better about the situation. I was like, no, your next session will be comped. It will be free. I am very sorry for the inconvenience that was caused. So those are some tips. These are, these are some tips that um, I want you to, for yourself, look at. Check, 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 check. Do you do all of these? And when it comes time, for you to raise your rates, which I, I recommend if you're getting to that point where you're not feeling there's an equal energy exchange and you've had the same rates for three to five years, um, then checking off all of these, there should be no reason why your client should be unhappy. If you're getting results, if you're getting your clients out of pain, if you're able to justify every exercise, every rep, and every program that you have, the education behind that should, should give you the confidence that you need to raise your rates with no problem, and your client will be perfectly okay with it. Um, that's, that's the end of that. Wanted to make it short and sweet. Um, we are going to have some interviews coming forward with some really special people that I love and adore that have really interesting perspectives on rates and how they charge their rates. So look forward to those coming um, uh, interviews with these people and I'll see you next time. Or Thank I'll you for talk listening to, you next to the time. Max Storm Business Coaching Podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by MaxStormCoaching.com. Head over to our website or social media pages and download free documents, forms, business tips, and tricks that will help take your client-based business to that next level.